Bullish? <laughs> yeah. Alrighty time. Woo! Timmy! Here we go. Yeah, let's go. Drew Bellish with me. Drew Bellish podcast number two. Welcome, Mindy Pellin. How are you? Are you gonna is that that the theme song we're going with now? Um you can never have too many theme songs. That's what my mom told me. We had it on a pillow. Uh, he, that's just, I think that's something that'll be stuck in people's head from, they'll, they'll not be able to get it out in the shower. They'll be like, Jew Bellish, the podcast, podcast number, number two. two. They have this song that is just stuck in my head. You do right now? Uh, it's 1877 Cars for Kids. K-A-R-S. Wait, Cars for Children? That's a horrible idea. <laughs> that's a terrible idea. What happens? Well, why? Uh, yeah, donate your car today. To a child? No, still a bad idea. That is a bad idea. <laughs> Good hey luck. kids, good luck. Good luck. There are kids that don't have any cars now. So please donate your car for kid that can't afford it. By the way, I think I think they're donated to like the 15-year-old kids that live in Calabasas, Los Angeles, you know, in, oh. in Los Angeles. You're saying like rich kids? What do you mean? Like yeah, like nice rich kids that can't afford can't cars. Afford. Donate it. Donate your card today. Lexus is only. The, the only thing worse than that is is uh, cars for the blind. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. There's a commercial like donate your card to cars for the blind. No, there isn't. Yes. Really? And help a blind person, dude. I'm not really helping you if I donate a car for you. Tough love. I know you want a car. But I'm going to do tough love now. I'm not donating you a car. I'm, I'll donate you a stick or something. But <laughs> Whoa, that's a downgrade. What? That, that'll that help you get around more than a car. Oh, a stick, like a walking stick. A walking stick. Boy, if you had that word walking, you just changed the meaning entirely. <laughs> so, hey, the president's in Los Angeles. What do you think of that? Yeah, I, I actually saw his helicopter on the way here. What is the is that is that helicopter Force One? What is It has to have a code name. Yeah, I think it's uh, it had something like Kilo United One. States written on it. Well, yeah, it would be United States. Uh, we don't buy Ford helicopters. I think it's called like Helicopter One or Heli helicopter One, maybe, or something. Heli One. You saw it. You saw his helicopter go by? Yeah, yeah. Air Force One has a better ring to it than... Uh, it does. And do you know the president flies on Air... Or I'm sorry, the vice president flies on Air Force Two? Did you know that? Uh, I think I heard something. It, uh, uh, Israeli prime minister has to buy a seat on El Al just to put things in comparison. In comparison, I mean, I'm sure they could afford to have, buy a plane if they wanted to. Israel's so small. Like, there's only like six million people. It's like the equivalent of like, hey, Mayor Giuliani... Uh, has the New York 747 plane. There's even more people in New York, you know. Wow. Uh, can you imagine if mayors start getting planes? The Prime Minister of Israel is, is working on, like, a budget like that a mayor has. Wow. Yeah. He has to... And I remember when uh, when people got upset, like he got seats that he could sleep on that were very expensive, and it became, like, a whole scandal. Like, he got, like, bed seats... Huh. The poor guy, he's taking a red eye to another country, God forbid, should oh. get a, 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 some shut eye. It's like, he should have gotten business class. And then the the, the president guy. of Israel, President, gig. president Perez, yeah. so he booked a ticket on El Al, and since he's like 100 years old, right. he has to fly with an ear tank. Oh, right. You know, an oxygen tank. Air tank, yeah. So the, the airline said, okay, if you're going to bring that machine on the plane... You're gonna have to pay an additional ten thousand dollars because because it's gonna be it's gonna take up another seat in first class yada yada, yada. 
So Perez got upset and he's yeah. like, that's it. I'm flying uh, Air France. <laughs> and the dude, <laughs> the president of Israel, wow. like, like uh, returned his uh, ticket to the national carrier and flew Air France. Only in Israel. I saw him drudge. The, um, yeah. He loves posting Israel and Jewish stuff. Um, that uh, the U.S. is upset that Israel is spying on the U.S. Why do you think Israel is spying on the U.S.? Um, just recipes. Recipes. <laughs> just trying to get, like, what's <laughs> Martha Stewart up to? Uh, let's uh, do a reconnaissance into uh, Martha Stewart and see uh, what uh, potato kogul she has uh, planned for us. They're probably just trying to save money on flights. <laughs> sending somebody over to do the reporting. Look, we'll just send some spies because these yeah. air tank flights are costing us a fortune. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, it, I, I mean, I, obviously, I don't think they believe that America is a threat to them. It's just that um, they, uh, America collects a lot of, it, I think it's very smart because America collects, like put in billions of dollars right. to get information about Israel's enemies. Right. And so Israel's like, hey, we could oh, just spend a shortcut. We could just spend a hundred dollars and and uh and we just save fifteen percent on on uh car insurance. On, <laughs> yeah, we just save fifteen percent. I just saved fifteen percent on intelligence. Have you have you heard those commercials where they go, it used to take fifteen minutes to save money on your car insurance, now it only takes seven and a half. Yeah. It's the most ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna switch to you guys now because it's seven and a half. You're minutes. in. You're in half. Not half the time. fifteen. How about is one minute? How about yeah. just pick any number? How it's kind of we'll just... like the five hour energy. Right. Another six you know, hour energy. It's like yeah. Now they're gonna come like previously. The maximum was five hour energy. <laughs> Introducing six hour energy. <laughs> Weak energy. Yeah, you could have meat and then have. Energy for the amount of time it takes to you to wait f- to have milk afterwards because you got to wait six hours. Yeah, I don't know. Also in the news, yeah. uh, Piers Morgan getting a little flack from your buddy Larry King. Oh yes, yes. Larry is is finally speaking up and saying it like it is. <laughs> finally? finally, no, he doesn't usually say it like it is. He's more of like a listen. It's like, so oh, what yeah, did yeah, you yeah. think about that? And then he listens. But that's in his job. I think in his personal life, he takes stands. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure he does. But he's very into like. I think he had a good Jewish mother, like my mother, who said, never talk about a religion and politics in public, <laughs> you know? Right. So he never wants to talk about it. He just listens. Like, that's his loophole. Probably good advice. He just listens. But except not in this case. He, he was not happy with Piers Morgan. Yeah. So he, he basically said that Piers Morgan, first of all, they shouldn't have hired a British guy. To take his place. It's weird that they said British guy, not just this guy. It's weird that he picked a... Yeah, well, it's an American primetime show, and it's like, don't pick some a foreigner. Yeah, you should have said foreigner if you wanted to be politically correct. I don't know if that's more politically correct. But when you're, when you're old, like, you don't have to be that politically correct I don't anymore. know if it's politically incorrect, though. I mean, I'm sure there's there's got to be... I mean, there have to be many British people that are hosts of television shows. Not primetime U.S. Think, Try to think of something. Uh, Craig Ferguson. Boom. And he's leaving. Yeah, but it was there. And no one ever heard of him. You just, oh, what, okay. And I he, just said Craig Ferguson. You didn't say who. You said, oh, yeah, he's leaving. Yeah, but, but, you know, but a lot of people haven't heard of him. Ugh. And also they, that You're hard he, to please. they put him after midnight when everyone's sleeping. 
So, like, let's have this foreigner on when it's daytime in his country. But Larry King, I, I, I once asked him if he ever interviewed the Lubavitcher Rebbe. Oh, really? Yeah. And what did he say? He said, yeah, of course, I'm sure I interviewed Lubavitcher Rebbe. I've interviewed pretty huh. much every world leader, every person. Uh, That's so cool. Yeah. Which it sounds really cool, but he, yeah. he uh, I said, so what do you, what do you guys talk about? Yeah. He's like, to be completely honest with you, I don't remember oh. because I interviewed probably over 50,000 people. Oh, okay. And for me to be completely honest with you, the dude never interviewed a Lubavitcher Rebbe, <laughs> which I was laughing so hard when, <laughs> when he told me that. Oh my God. Really? He, he's a funny guy, Larry. He's going to hear that you said this on your podcast, by the way. Yeah, I know. Well, this, is, this is a very small He has town. a sense of humor. He's fun. Trust me, he doesn't... You think he wants to sit there and interview serious stuff? He wants to be an actor on Broadway. When I was doing the Chabad Telethon, yeah. he did his interviews with everybody. And yeah. then when the interviews were done, I said, Hey, Larry, I want to do this gig. I want to do this spiel with you where you're, you're like the crew. And he said, what's a spiel? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Do you know his real name? Uh, uh, Lawrence? Ruvain Ziegel, Ziegler or something? I think it's Ziegler. Yeah. Something like that. that. Simply. Ruvain. That's how he got Larry from Ruvain. Yeah. Uh, no, no. Sorry. Not Ruvain. Label. I'm sorry. Label. Just, his name was just Label. Talking. Yeah. He, Larry just texted me. He said, Label. <laughs> sorry, Larry. He's correcting you. Yeah, he's correcting me. the podcast. Um. Yeah, we haven't patched in here to be a consultant <laughs> on this podcast. Um, but he, he, uh, he, if you notice, like he'll ask a question on his on his show. He used to ask a okay. question, and then he would just kind of take a nap, take a little nap, let them let them answer, and then and then uh, that's how everyone got to. I, but I thought it was great because on what show do, do people actually get to talk? That's true, because everything's so soundbitey and stuff. Yeah. This he was just... the only show people could just actually tell stories and be comfortable. No, he's got a great, he's a great broadcaster. The yeah. Guy's a, I mean, he's a legend for a reason. He's yeah. very good. And that's because, as he said, in his show, he said he made sure to make to, to make the show 85% about the person he's interviewing and 15% about him. That's got to be rough to do that math, though. Yeah. <laughs> On the fly. <laughs> He's like, oh damn! He's like, oh, I I'm, just hit eighty six percent. Yeah, like I gotta, I really gotta quiet down here. <laughs> oh, I gotta speak up. It's like ninety ten now. I saw in the news that uh, a billion people worldwide still go to the bathroom outdoors. Are you serious? Serious? Uh, well, actually, the article—it uh, was a Huffington Post article—but they actually used the word poop. They said a billion people uh, poop outdoors was the headline. Not all, not, not simultaneously. Now, now, this is outdoors because they're in. They don't have restrooms, or yeah, it's yeah, just it's, because just our bladders are getting really bad. They can't wait to go to the bathroom. <laughs> right, a billion, a billion people, a billion uh, people are like a billion people uh, have irritable on bowel. The F train. Yeah, due to irritable bowel. <laughs> I did a camp in Ukraine once, and oh, cool. There were no bathrooms on premises on the campgrounds. Oh boy. You know, like we punched a hole in a chair and put a bag underneath. Like, yeah, we have to get creative, yeah, you know. What? The Ukraine right now, uh, a lot of militias spring up. Yes, yes. They, the uh, There's a lot of, um, like, anti-Semitic uh, attacks going on because of the unrest right. happening. And so there's a militia, that a Jewish militia, like, fighting for the right, which I think is awesome. 
They're not, they're not, they're not like sitting down and taking it. You know, when I was in Ukraine, it's by a tough the way, situation, yeah. someone tried to kill me. It was in. What'd you do? Nyepatoria, um, Ukraine. Uh-oh. And we were in like a third street promenade kind of place, like a, a promenade area. Uh, like very For those open. of you who don't know, uh, yeah. Third Street Promenade in Los Angeles is a shopping area. It's very, it's very nice. Very yeah, pretty. and there's a lot of people around people, in the open. Maybe a street performer. So I brought, I brought the camp. I brought. We were, I was doing a camp over there. I brought all the kids. I brought the camp there to do a, um, what was what's it called? A scavenger hunt where oh, they okay. had like a checklist of certain things they had to accomplish. Right. Um. So, like for example, go over to a seven year old and convince him to stop smoking. A seven-year-old? And then give him five, um, what, what was the currency? Uh, five, whatever the currency, I forgot what the currency uh, yeah. Ukraine dollars. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the the uh, the kids over there smoke. Guy came over to me and he said, uh, I want you to leave this town. We don't like Jews in our town. Okay. And I thought, oh, this, this uh, you know, drunk Russian guy, Ukrainian guy. Right. You know. And I continued going. And then about 20 minutes later, I was talking to another staff member and I like turned to my right and I see the guy launching at me with a big knife. What? Yeah, he was trying to stab me. Yowzers. Yeah. And make a long story short, uh, another staff member tackled the guy from behind. Whoa. We got the knife out of his hands. And keep it. Just keep it. We kept the knife. Yeah, definitely. We, we hung it up in camp as like a souvenir. And uh, and we kind of uh, beat him pretty bad. Really? Yeah. I've never seen this side of you. I say, when I say we, I mean the other staff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Still, though. You were, you were. I, I watched. It's a crazy country. They hate Jews there. It's amazing how much they hate Jews. Like and and most of these people never met a Jew in their life. Hmm. It's just like this hatred. Like they they're taught like yeah Jews they're just bad people or something. They just I'm telling you they hate Jews so much. Although I did, there is one story of me in Ukraine which I'm sure led to some anti-Semitism. <laughs> uh, I was in uh, what was it Yalta or uh, Odessa I think it was, and I I went to the hot springs. It was also out in a big public area. I like a hot, hot springs. Yeah. Oh, it's great. And it was a moving spring. And while I was inside, I decided to go to the mikvah. Mm-hmm. Now, in order to go to the mikvah to get ritually pure, you got to take off your bathing suit and be completely nude so that there's nothing separating you from the water. So okay. I, I figured... Are, you, are there other people around? There's not that many people around. Okay. I, I mean, there's a lot of people around, but not many people in the water with me. Okay. And also, the water was bubbly and moving around. Okay. It was like moving water, so I, no one could see below... The, oh, so you, got, you took off your bathing so suit So I took off my water. bathing suit in the water. Oh, okay. And then I dunked uh, my head into the water, so I'm fully immersed... Mm-hmm. That's what you got to do in a mikvah. Okay. I went a, a few times. I dunked a few times. I got up. I grabbed for my bathing suit, and it was missing. It was it, it was like a long stream, this water, and it must have like gone pretty far. I, I think I dipped like 15 times. Oh, wow. That's a lot of dipping. Yeah, I, I figured you get more credit, more yeah, dipping yeah. you when, do. When, when in Ukraine hot springs. Dip. So they say. Yeah. So... So I, I, I like held my breath. I'm feeling underneath. I could, for the life of me, I could not find my bathing suit. 
And, and Wait, I'm sorry. Did you put the bathing suit just in the water with you? In the water. I'm yeah. moving water. You just thought I'd leave my bathing suit here and it'll be fine. Yeah. You, you couldn't put it on a bank. I that then then it would be obvious that I took it off. Oh, you were I trying didn't, to keep it. I was trying to keep it low key. But is, aren't you supposed to take it off? That's the way people do with this thing, right? There's... Yeah, but they don't know. This is not a uh, religious Jewish place. Oh, this oh, is. Oh, uh, oh, I got. I'm caught up now. Yeah, just they they just see this Jewish yeah guy going really in and taking off move. his bathing right. suit. And then I couldn't find it. Was this before or after the guy went after you? This is before. Well. <laughs> but it was a few years before. Oh. Yeah. Well, it takes pro- time for word to spread. That's true. <laughs> so what happened was none of my friends were remotely near me. They were all traveling. They were going around this big city. And I was my- with myself, by myself. No one wanted to go like an old man to a hot spring. Right. So after like 25 minutes, I just had uh, I just had to make the move. I just I just got out of the water. No. And I ran three blocks. You couldn't cover yourself. Like I figured that. I'm not going to see anyone. Of the, I had all my stuff in a locker three blocks away. Whoa. And I figured I'm never going to see these people. Daytime, nighttime. Daytime. Wow. I'm never going to see these guys in my life again. It doesn't matter. And and there was like the guys weren't coming. I'm gonna miss the bus. I have to get out of here. And I just made a run for it. And I remember seeing to the left of me these old couples like doing like ballet dance, like some some kind of dancing. Were like, they wearing clothes? Some Russian dancing. Yeah, yeah, they were. Oh, that's so. That's how you guys were different. We're very different. Yes. And and like they they kind of look over their shoulder as this naked <laughs> Jewish guys running down the street. <laughs> wow yeah that was my you got to your locker no one times i got to my locker yeah you know no, you weren't arrested or anything for no no and you in ukraine you know naked guys you like, you have to do a lot to get arrested so naked a naked uh i assume you didn't have a towel or anything you're just no like, i i didn't it was, naked. All, it was all in the locker well that's a good plan so you left the <laughs> you left the locker you left the towel in the locker not, yeah yeah okay so have you been back since the uh since those two tri- triumphs uh, well, I've, I've been there four times so far. Oh, really? I haven't been back since, since the whole, uh, attempted murder. I haven't been back, not because of the attempted murder, but because it's just a coincidence. <laughs> you know, let me be clear. The fact that I was almost murdered, not, now it's not my problem at all. No. Just the schedule hasn't worked out. Yeah. Don't tell my mother, brother. Let's talk about, uh, crossover songs the other way. Yes, yes. So that's a very interesting topic. I was just watching. Uh, I was just watching on, on my WhatsApp. Someone sent me of a Hasidic wedding in like Muncie, and everyone. Muncie, Indiana. I didn't know there was a Muncie in Indiana. Sure, it's where Dave Letterman's from. Really? That's the only reason. Huh. Well, you have a lot of Letterman's in Muncie, New York, and Goldberg's, <laughs> Feinstein's. So they sent me this uh, WhatsApp video mm-hmm. of everyone dancing like crazy. To the Avicii song, wake oh. me up when it's all over. Okay. When I'm wiser <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> so it's just amazing just <laughs> to watch the like hardcore Hasidic guys dancing this song. I don't know. They, sure. Most of them probably don't even know that it's not, not a Jewish song. Huh. But it's amazing. Like that song got so famous right. that they decided, okay. We could play it now because everyone wedding. probably heard it by now, shopping somewhere, 
it's kosher right. all of a sudden. Like the ti- uh, the Titanic song uh, with uh, Celine, Celine Dion. Yeah. It became so huge, koshered by fame. It's so koshered it's, by fame. It's interesting. Not that many songs cross over to the Jewish world, but right. you have. Although you do have this uh, guy named uh, Lipa Schmelzer, sure, um, who who loves to take like Lady Gaga songs and mm-hmm. use them as his intro, and most for, of his for his own original for songs. his own original song. So it'd be like. Like start off. I'm your a, biggest fan. So start off a, 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 a instrumental oh. with your voice of a Lady Gaga song, and I'll, and we'll. Oh, Ashrei Yoshvei Veisecha, Ashrei Yoshvei Veisecha. Yeah, that's pretty much how it goes. It's just like he starts off, and you think you're gonna listen to something, and then he just cuts into. A uh, a Jewish verse <laughs> sounds nice. Yeah, another I mean, another. Give me another Gaga. Oh, I what's know. The, what's one. the big fame like? The, her original Paparazzi was the big hit, wasn't oh, it? Oh yeah. So let's start off with That's the what tune. I just did. How does it go? Oh, is that the far right? What about the other one? Uh, uh what I, I'd love to. Gosh, I sound like a hundred. Uh, I don't know what the other one. Um, God, dun, 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 dun. that became a big song in one the time Jewish world. Yeah, so it's like oh yeah 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 yum hi la da da yeah yeah yum hi la da da yeah la da da hi yum hi yeah yum hi ashe yeshve veisecha ashe yeshve veisecha. That's I'm telling you, that's how it songs. It's pretty funny. Wow. But the funny thing is that people at the weddings that like the. The Hasidic audience, a good portion of them have no clue. They're like, oh, that's a good tune. It is a good tune. Yeah. Oh, you're saying they don't know that it's the Lady Gaga. Oh, they have no idea. They just think like, wow, he's really talented, this guy coming up with a tune like that. He is very talented. Like someone came over to me in the Hasidic community. I'm like, what's your favorite Matisseau song? Yeah. You know? And he's like, oh, that song, Message in a Bottle. (laughs) And he's like, it just has so much meaning, and the tune is great. And, and I was like, no, that was a that was a cover of a police song. Uh, he's like, what? Let's make this. Oh my god, never mind. Yeah, it's a great song. Really, Matisseau did a really wonderful song. There. What's your favorite Matisseau song? Oh, that's a good question. Like one day. One day, yeah, I think one day has to be. Uh... I still like. Oh, you know, you know what it is? No, not not one day. Um, I like the with the demons round around bring me down to negativity. Oh, this most famous one. That, yeah, on but I radio. like it also because I worked so hard to say that part, the really fast part. So do it one more time with we'll... the demons round all around to bring me down to negativity. Wow. But I believe, yes, I believe. I said that I believe. It's wow, it, just and so impressive. That it's a good song, but that squeezes so many words. Unbelievable. That you you got that down pretty good. Yeah, I came up with like a system. Yeah, uh, I like his song, <laughs> uh, the sunshine. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my golden sunshine. If I'm not, da, 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 yeah, I think we talked about him. We've talked about Masiah on every podcast. Golden sun, sunshine, sunshine. Oh, I forgot the, I forgot the song. He hasn't forgotten but, the song. He's just doing. But, no, no, he's but drinking his water right now. And doesn't want you to know. <laughs> it's a really good song. What else is happening? Which he in just the came world? out with a new album uh, uh, called. I know. Uh, Akeda. Right, right, right. Don't get confused with Al-Qaeda. But 
<laughs> now that he doesn't have the Al-Qaeda look with the beard, he's coming out with this song that sounds like... Wait, he has a beard now? Al-Qaeda. No, no, he doesn't. Oh, you see the If he came out with an album called Al-Qaeda when he did have a beard, everyone would be like, oh, huh. he's, he's trying to like uh, Bin Laden this up, you know? <laughs> never been used as a uh, verb before. <laughs> but now it's safe like no one's gonna make the connection it's like oh Al-Qaeda okay oh that's funny no one's gonna make any jokes about uh, this bearded guy speaking of bearded guys and yeah. perform, are you performing you, you don't any perform lately you done any comedy shows uh, I, I actually yesterday I was I was working with um, Zach Anner from uh, Soul Pancake mm-hmm. we're uh, he has on his private channel, yeah, on his personal channel, he has it's personal YouTube. Uh, yeah, a workout Wednesday. He gives like in, an inspirational workout in the gym. Okay. So he thought like, hey, let's do a Jewish version. So I told him, <laughs> I, I told him the Jewish version of working out. We have to start off in the jacuzzi and this. Uh, and work, is that our, what you guys did? Yeah, work our way to the sauna. Wait, did you went? You guys went to the jacuzzi? Yeah. Did you keep your pants on? I kept my tzitzis on. <laughs> Honest to goodness, my woolen tzitzis. I thought it'd be funny, just like That's my yarmulke and tzitzis, and I just walk into the jacuzzi. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's looking at me like, is, this, is he serious? Is he, is he, is he doing this? And so you've learned something since uh, Ukraine. Yeah, afterwards I, I whip out... Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> what? Rye bread. Thank God. And, That's what uh, you said next. And corned beef. And I'm like, we put a lot of time into the gym here. We deserve a good sandwich. <laughs> Wait, did you bring the corned beef? Yeah. Wow, well, you thought props. Yeah. Well, it's on the way there, I, I thought about it and I asked someone. Where'd to pick you pick it up, up the corned beef? At um, Cambridge Farms. Cambridge Farms, pretty good. It was it was very good. What's going on? What else is going on in the world? What else is going on in the world? Well, um, we talked about the president being here. We talked about oh, the, uh, the very interesting story this week. The uh, I have one too. What? No, we'll do yours first. No, no, the UPS. Oh, that's one too. Is that what you wanted to talk about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was uh, an amazing story. This... The United Parcel Service. Yeah, why don't you tell our listeners what the story was? Well, basically, in the borough of Brooklyn, uh, Crown Heights, there was a UPS uh, driver who somehow managed to function as a... Shotgun. As a shotgun. <laughs> How shocking. Yeah, he saw this, this eligible girl and boy and... How did he know they were and eligible? You know, the interesting thing is, is he he knows the community well enough that he didn't go over to the to the guy and girl themselves. He went over to the parents. Interesting. He, like he went over to the mother of the boy and okay. said, <laughs> and, "Oh no, the mother of the girl," and okay. said, "I have the perfect. Do I have the perfect boy for your daughter?" <laughs> Except without that accent, probably. Uh, we don't know. And and so she's like, okay, so give me the give me her resume. There's like a in the community. There's like people make a shidduch resume, like what wow. what kind of person they're looking for, like good gene. Oh, what, yeah, like so what like kind compatibility. Of per- yeah, not- the compatibility. Yeah, exactly. You have like a girl that wants to move out to a remote city and oh. and uh, serve a community. Oh, as, I see. Uh, you know, open up a shul, you know, a hot oh, okay. house. So, oh, okay. So that's that's a biggie. You know, that's like, does the guy deal, yeah. want to go into business or does he want to go on shluchus and become a rabbi right. in Wyoming? You know, that uh, that's a biggie. 
another like they have questions like does he listen to radio oh okay does he listen to jubelish podcast <laughs> that's pretty me a new one so he, he uh he got the um resume from the parents of the groom or maybe from the groom himself okay and gave it to the uh mother and then she's like oh this looks good let's make it happen and these kids didn't know each other at all no interesting they live two blocks from each other yeah and because crown heights you're not talking about a huge place a couple blocks not, yeah, it's not, not a... big. and um and so by the engagement party which they just had and they're getting married in a couple of weeks mm -hmm. um the ups men showed up and you know they were like all clapping you're like he's like a hero yeah the best thing is, I read this morning the Israeli news website. They they carried this story, yeah, but they used a wonderful racist headline. Oh no! Um, I just pulled it up here on my phone. <laughs> it's making for great radio time here. The headline is: Black UPS driver attends engagement party after oh, no. acting as matchmaker for a Hasidic oh, Brooklyn couple. No. Okay, first of all, my biggest problem with this headline is that it has way too many words. It's a wordy headline. Yeah, it's like leave leave the description in in the article. You know, don't there. This is so the many words here. Is, if the headline gets to a three lines, it's probably too long. Yeah, I'm counting this. That's like 15 words. This headline. Wow. Yeah. Second of all. A headline should be tweetable. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Second of all, is it really necessary to to mention the color skin right. of the UPS it's driver? Probably never necessary to mention the color of like, a person's skin. It wouldn't have made headlines if it was a white UPS driver that made the match. Then, oh, you think that'd that be was like there. like oh okay that's normal. White UPS people <laughs> probably make uh, matches <laughs> every day. Time. Yeah, but this is this totally is, expected. This is newsworthy. <laughs> a black UPS guy made wow. This is such such a. It's like they don't even realize it's racist. I don't. I don't know what they're thinking. It's interesting too because it's a it's a very sweet piece. So that's funny that you're describing it as racist. Yeah, it's, it's a, a funny it's a sweet they, piece, but it's like incidental, and they don't even realize they're being right, racist. right, right. Here, they're trying me, to do like a warm-hearted, fuzzy. Here, thing. let me read for you the beginning of the article. Here, family members and and friends of of a newly engaged Hasidic couple were wondering what a black UPS driver no. is doing at. The engagement party that was held in the Crown Heights section of Brooklyn, New York. He was just hanging out. <laughs> he was invited. Was everyone really at the engagement party like, what's this black guy doing? Yeah, that's not... I think there's a question of how good that journalism is. I don't know. Yeah. I think they're trying to be a little more edgy than they need to be. I think the story is just amazing as it is. I don't think you have to mis mix race into this one. Oh, uh, your good friend, author of uh, Kosher Sex, recently condemned uh, Mr. Sterling. Good friend? I, I, I don't know if I... Well, he's a good friend of the world. A good friend of the world. I mean that the way, like, Yeah, he, say he it. actually... Like, I saw an article yesterday, I think it was the Avenue Post, where he, uh, he, he condemned Donald uh, Sterling. Silver. What's his name? His actual name is... Is it Silver? Donald Silver? Sterling. But you oh, Donald insist Silver. on calling him Donald Silver. <laughs> I don't know why. I get confused. No, it's Ster not a bit. You just Sterling say that. Sterling Silver. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sterling, okay. So Donald Sterling, uh, right. he criticized him because... I think it's Silver. He's, he was saying, as a Jew, 
Donald Sterling should be really uh, um, like he represents uh, all Jews, and he shouldn't have. Uh, but wait, was anybody had anybody made a point about his him that? Donald no, that, was... that's the amazing thing is that never in any article, TV never show, once. radio, never once has <laughs> anyone ever referred to him as Jew or brought to light that but he now was Jewish. This guy's like, hey, until this article, that's awesome. That hey, he's making the Jews look bad. That's awesome. If not for this article, I don't think anyone would know that he was Jewish. I didn't even think that he was Jewish. I guess if Bateach wouldn't write it unless he's Jewish. I don't know. Maybe he... The theme today is uh, odd press although, reporting. Yeah. So. Uh, although, I it, it, talking about the Huffington Post, I think that <laughs> children born t today on the birth certificates, yeah. on the forms, like you have to opt out of being a Huffington Post reporter. It just seems like everybody... You're saying they got a lot of reporters. Everybody is writing for the Huffington Post. I buy that. About anything. <laughs> there are a lot of stories. Yes. By default, you are a writer for the Huffington Post. Oh. You have to say, like, you know what? I don't want to be a writer for the Huffington Post. <laughs> the default is, yeah. you owe me a story on Tuesday. Okay. Did we speak about Noah in the last podcast? We did. Okay. I still didn't watch it. I want to see I it. I haven't though. seen it. We can talk more about it. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was too long. I haven't uh, seen it. I, I really want to see Although, talking about Russell Crowe, I just, <laughs> yes, we I just were. watched on, uh, on Netflix... Um, the Gladiator. Oh, yeah. Gladiator. Yeah. Uh, have you watched that movie? I saw it in the theaters many years ago. Many years ago. But you got to watch it again. Why is that? It's just such an amazing oh, you movie. Like it? I love oh, it. Oh, that's cool. I watched it. I, I And it's not the first. It's probably like the sixth time that I, I've seen it. That's a lot of that's a lot of times. There's just something about that film that it's just it's just incredible. It's just very violent, right? A lot of shirt, a lot of a lot of gory stuff. There are there there's some violence, but it's also I love the fact that it ties in the afterlife and oh. it, it makes it that you know like when he when he uh, I don't want to give away the ending, but when he dies, <laughs> I don't want to give away the ending. But when he dies at yeah, the end, it's kind of like he he kind of gets dragged into the afterlife, um, and he meets his uh, his son and wife. Uh, this and uh, there's a lot of lot of messages like one man can change the world. Message. There's just a lot of nice messages wow. in there and good. And 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 good, uh, you know, gory stuff, which I love. Yeah, I I have only seen it once, so maybe I missed a lot of the uh, the deeper nuance. Yeah, as a filmmaker, I really enjoy it. Also, it's just amazing. You got to watch it again. Okay, it's just the the direct the the, the everything about it is just really good. Sweet. Yeah. Jibelish podcast number two. Complete. Are we leaving? Are we are we leaving off on that note there? I was. It was a. It was a relaxed ending. It was a relaxed ending. It wasn't a big banging theory ending. Yeah. I don't know what that means. It wasn't a big. But I feel like that was. Uh, I don't. We have covered everything that's happening in the world. Have we? Everything. 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 You got a question on what happened this week in the news? You listen to this thing again. You'll find it. That's true. We did cover a lot. Everything. I'm while well, in our studio right here. I yeah. see a a pillow right now. I'm just noticing that there's a big um, dreidel on this pillow. It's a it's a, it's a very it's a pillow that looks like it's uh, sort of like nautical, like a Ralph Lauren sort of thing, but it also has a big dreidel embroidered in the middle. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Pretty cool. It was a present. 
you got as a present? Yeah, my friend gave me that. We were in the store together, and I saw it, and I was like, I thought I really liked it, and uh, I wanted to buy it, but it was a little too expensive, like a little. What's what's a little too? I don't remember exactly, but it was it was a little too much. Like let's call it like twenty seven. Twenty seven. You see, too- for a guy, that's very expensive. Very expensive. But for my wife, like, yeah, pillow, you want to get a good pillow, you can pay money. I'm like, <laughs> I have no idea what pillows. I, I think they're just stuffed with random stuff. They should just be, yeah, like $3. Well, pillows are one of those things where they're either $6 or $500. And who yeah. knows why that is. Yeah. But yeah, then uh, so my friend saw it on sale and he bought me the pillow. Boom. Oh, nice. It's a nice dreidel. It's a cool dreidel pillow. Yeah. And I'm not going to feed into the Jewish stereotype, but that sounds very Jewish. You didn't want to buy it because it was too expensive. And then your friend bought well, it, but, but he didn't He didn't buy it just on He didn't spend full price. It's like he waited mm-hmm. for it to go on sale. Right. You're not worth it. Oh, like, I, don't know. I wasn't offended. Like, like you were, you're not worth it. Like, I think this. you like this pillow, and I want to get you something very nice because you helped me. But uh, helped you, didn't help me, you didn't help me that much. <laughs> You know, like that. I'm gonna get it for full price. I'll wait for a if sale. If it's on sale, that's yeah. how much I care about you. Exactly. We're just getting started with this podcast, so started. it's we're kind of like in a test phase right now. Testing. So fun. let us know what you liked. Let us know what you didn't like, and let us know what you want us to talk about next week. And we'll jubelish on whatever you want us to talk about. Yeah. time. Yeah, let's go. Two belly. 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 Two belly.